Hello and welcome to In the Pocket, Across the Pond, the UK NFL Fantasy Football Podcast with me, Alex Brindle. And me. <laughs> and, <laughs> and me, Lewis Brindle. And me, Alex Sharples. Can't remember whether I said and there. I don't think you do. I, don't. I, I came straight in with okay. the, and with. Well, the, sometimes whatever. you two leave an awkward pause. Um, week 12, chaps. Um, good week. The Pretty good. It ended up being a good week. It was a very... It felt like a very slow week again. I don't know whether... All the good games are just on late for us normally. Kind yeah. of probably seems to happen because we never watch the Chiefs. But it did seem like quite a slow... Well, Thanksgiving games, excellent all yeah, round. I agree. Let's all just say, games. excellent all round. And if anything, on paper, what I thought was going to be the worst game, which was that Patriots-Vikings game, in my opinion, chaps, was, was probably the best game of the night. What do you reckon? Um, I think some stiff competition, but uh, I would agree. Yeah, I would agree. I think it was the best one. Yeah, I agree. I think, um, like I said, um, when we were talking about the games last week, I did enjoy the Bills-Lions game just because I said I thought it would be entertaining if the Lions kept up with them, and, and they did do well. They kept it They kept it close anyway. They, you know, they sort of like... Um, didn't didn't let the Bills embarrass him really. Um so I thought that was a good game. Obviously nice to see the Cowboys mm-hmm. stomping the Giants and but yeah, the Patriots Vikings, really good game. Um that Patriots team put up some yards on the Vikings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, big time. And you can do that you can do that against the Vikings. Um I would say that I the Bills if anything, they let the line stick around, and I thought they looked totally unconvincing again. The the further the season goes along, the more I'm a bit like the Chiefs being in the Super Bowl is an inevitability at this point. I I I, I think a lot of the aura has been lost around the Bills, particularly in this past month, um, and I didn't think the win against the Lions looked all that convincing. Um, but as you said, the Cowboys. Pulling one out against the Giants in a game where, again, Dak Prescott looked a little bit rusty, maybe. But um, moving on to the Sunday games, what ones stood out to you, Sharples? Um, I thought that the uh, Dolphins versus the Texans was very interesting uh, because it was 30-0 at half-time. Dolphins changed their entire team around and then looks a little bit shaky. But um, yeah, I think it's the first time I've seen that that early where it's literally just right. It's a, it's it's not a preseason game. It's a regular season game, but we're going to bring on the second stringers for the entire second half. And you weren't even worried for them because the Texans are that bad. Uh, but great display in the first half from the Dolphins. It looked absolutely like they were rolling. Hmm. you got a feel for Damien Pierce because I, I feel like Damien Pierce is a really great player and they've, they've got a gem there really at running back. He's just going to be at one of those plays. And it, this is rare. It, it is rare that a a player's fantasy value really is capped by the team, you know, because we've seen Saquon Barkley and yeah. Christian McCaffrey be really good for a lot of years uh, on really bad teams. So when you think about it, even though you never want a fantasy player on a bad team, it is quite rare to to have a fantasy player's value just totally capped purely because of the team they play in. And unfortunately, I think you're seeing that with Pierce at the minute. Is not you think, Lou? Uh, yeah, I think so. Obviously, um, you know, I, he's a he's a great runner. We've we've seen him look dominant um, 
as you say, he's just handcuffed by that team. Mm. Yeah, they've just not had the ball that much recently. And when they have had the ball, because they're so far behind, it's just Kyle Allen slinging it everywhere and throwing multiple interceptions. So, I mean, five carries for for a talent like Damian Pierce is just disgraceful. Yeah, and I don't, I don't, I don't really understand what you achieve by benching your starter for basically the carbon copy of him. Like the Patriots obviously did it, did it with Mac Jones as in as in they've got a carbon copy uh, replacement. But Mac Jones was injured. Kyle Allen is just like he's like a, a worse version of Davis Mills. Mm. And unless it's someone like like a Flacco who's going to come in and sling it around, or like a real change of pace like a PJ Walker who can use his legs, I don't know what you gain by swapping your quarterbacks out who are almost identical, if not a bit more reckless in. In Allen's uh, case, thank you. But yeah, that's probably that's probably it. But I thought the the Bengals and Titans was a very good game. Um, what a win for the Bengals! I mean that that's not an easy thing to do going into the Titans and winning the way that they did without Joe Mixon in there as well, and they're getting really hot at the right time, uh, lads. What do you think the chances are that we see the Bengals in the AFC Championship game? Let's not say the Super Bowl, the AFC Championship game. Uh, I I mean, good odds. Mm. I'd give you good odds for that. As you say, they're getting, they're getting hot at the right time. I would, you know, I mean, if, you, if you're telling me the Bills are still one of the favourites... Um, for the AFC Championship. If if that AFC Championship game is the Bills and the Bengals or something like that. I'm taking the Bengals at the minute. I'm taking the Bengals in that. You know, Kansas City's another story, but the Bengals are the ones sort of um sort of at Kansas City's heels, not the Bills, really. I agree with you that the coming in form and the getting Jamar Chase back. The getting him back. And I just think Joe Burrow's one of those guys who you just you know you know what you're going to get. You know he's going to show up. There's a there word was a lot for of guys like that. Um, he's a baller. Baller. Like there was a there was a lot of discussion previous years about him and Herbert and Lou. I know you like to make the kind of comparison of Rogers Brady, whereas Herbert might be the more uh, gifted quarterback, but Burrow's the one with those intangibles and and the guy who's got the drive. And I I, I just think Burrow's the better player out of the two of them. Uh, and I think Burrow's he's just he's the guy that can take you to that next level as we saw last year. Um, Lou, did you have your eye on any players though? Specific players? Yeah, a few. Um, one sort of like I know there's a couple of big running backs in there, which I'm sure mm. we'll get to. One that you'll be pleased with, Al. Not so obvious. Um, I feel like the Chris Godwin that you've been promising us mm. all year. Um, the Chris Godwin two years ago. He returned this week. Great year, game yeah. from Godwin um, and Justin Jefferson. Uh, mm. You know, speaking of wide receivers, I think Justin Jefferson, generational talent, unbelievable oh. player. Um, just when you're watching him, just savour it because he's going to be one of those players like a Jerry Rice, like a Randy Moss, like a Megatron mm. that you that you look back at the highlights. So just when you're watching the Vikings, just appreciate what you're viewing in in Justin Jefferson. But yeah, I mean. How can you not talk about Josh Jacobs? Oh, Jesus. Uh, Man. Yeah. I feel like, you, you know, we'll, yeah. we'll, yeah, you know, I, like many people, um, lost single, almost single-handedly because of Josh Jacobs, but I thought it was, 
you know, Jacob's performance, amazing. You know, 86-yard walk-off touchdown in overtime. Um 229 rushing yards, two rushing touchdowns, six catches for 74 yards. Um, and, you know, that breakaway touchdown for me, it was obviously, it. I didn't like seeing it because it was against me in, in, in um, multiple leagues. But I thought it was a beautiful thing because not only, not only was it a great player by a great player, but it was one of those, one of those fantasy moments, uh, that it just encapsulates what fantasy is about because during that run you had a bunch of people in complete agony and a bunch of people <laughs> in complete ecstasy because yeah. of this one they guy's act. It is, yeah, do, it, it's yeah. great. It, that's why yeah. you play fantasy football. Yeah. But um, no, unbelievable yeah. game. Uh, great player. He is absolutely earning that bag. Well, we saw Josh Jacobs and he had a really, really great rookie season, and then for a year or two. After that, is this his third or fourth year in the league, Jacobs? Um, he's going to fourth because he's, he's yeah. Um, so yeah, he had, a, deal. He had yeah. a really good rookie season, and then the next two years, he kind of got pigeonholed into this kind of, you know, like David Montgomery kind of solid running back, not gonna blow the lid off anything. Good pass catcher, solid running back, but he's just a nice piece. And I, I think David Montgomery's a really good player, but you know that that type of caliber. But yeah, dude's just going off. Mm-hmm. He's going off this year, and this is the the because he was drafted quite highly, Josh Jacobs, uh, and this is the the promise, I suppose. Speaking of rushing yards, though, play your running quarterbacks or running backs against the Green Bay Packers because so everyone's talking about that 153 yards on the ground that that Jalen Hurts had, but what about uh, Miles Sanders, 143? Mm-hmm. That's that's 300 yards. Three hundred yeah, yards two players. between two players on the ground. Yeah, you know what? I don't know what's going on with this Packers team. But when I saw that Hertz had had that many rushing yards, I was like, "Oh, it's a classic Hertz game." You know, he's he's got all the he's he's slinging it about a little bit, and he's got all the rushing yards. The surprise when I saw that Miles Sanders had a huge game as well. Um, Shapples, give us a little bit of a temperature check on Aaron Rodgers' chance of playing another game for the Packers this season. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Yeah, I mean, I don't think we're quite at Matt Ryan uh, panic stations as we were. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with this Packers team. He just, I, I keep thinking he's going to get it together. Obviously, not against the Eagles, but and you know they've, they've shown little flashes. Christian Watson again's put three really nice games together, but it, mm-hmm. it's just not working. I mean. Yeah, and end of the season. Let's see, because I know Jordan Love got in for a fair, fair um, got in for a portion of the game, 113 yards and a touchdown. I mean, I would imagine Rogers sees out the season just because of who he is and his stature. But next season, I mean, will will he be looking for a trade? Will he be saying, "Get me out of here"? Well, I mean, the contract is one where no one, no. After this season, I don't know many people that are going to want to. Pick it up. Uh, mate, so there, there is some teams in the market for a quarterback, though. Um, you know, like Denver. I think you are going to see some transitions in this off season. I think Rogers and the Packers. Something's going to blow up there um, because it's asking for it, and because um, th- that situation is just simmering. It's just simmering away, uh, and. The Ravens as well need a serious revamp. That team is tired. Like poor, poor losses 
for the Ravens and the Bucks. And like the Bucks one was crazy. And for the for the longest time the season, I've been saying that you know, I'm sure it's not coaching because Todd Bowles, you know, he's 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 been given the reins from. Um, from uh, Bruce Arians, and he's a good coach. He's clearly a, a great defensive coach. But I think this past weekend was the first time I've seen some coaching decisions from the books where I'm a bit like, okay, this record is coaching. There was a fourth down late in the game, a fourth and two, and in what and on on the uh, the Panthers thirty seven maybe or forty, uh, and they don't go for it, which would have pretty much iced the game. And it's like, in what world do you not let Tom Brady do what Tom Brady's been doing for twenty plus years? Yeah, uh, I, I, I don't. I, admittedly, you might love your defense. If you love your defense that much, then then risk it. Tell them to stop them if you don't get the fourth down. But I don't envision any world where Tom Brady doesn't make that fourth down because I think we've been saying this whole time you know you're looking at Rodgers you're looking at Ryan these people uh, people arms are dead you saw um, Big Ben the past few years Brady looks good like, he can mm. still play yeah. so uh, that's the I feel like that's the frustrating thing with Brady it's not a fact of oh he's done he's over the hill he looks great um, and yeah I don't know. I think the books are... I think he's decided to uh, stop throwing to Mike Evans as well. Seems like Chris Godwin's breaking out as the wide receiver, clear wide receiver one there, just based on recent matches. I know Evans had a few more drops this year than we've seen in previous years. Well, yeah, we, it was a really strange one because we were watching the game with our brother at the weekend who has Mike Evans, and he was flipping out because... These targets to Mike Evans, they weren't like uncatchable balls, some of them. And admittedly, I think on a, on at least one of them he drew uh, pass interference. But it was like, these some of these balls were in Mike Evans' vicinity that he just wasn't yeah. attempting to catch. There was a couple that I remember down the right sideline, um, right, right near each other in the game, to be fair, like maybe a few minutes apart, where Brady sort of launches at Evans's running sort of a goal route up the up the sideline. And if he puts that extra bit into his run, he's got it. He's got it for, mm. for a breakaway touchdown. But but he just he just gives up with it before the ball's past him. Mm. I, maybe we've been taking Evans and Godwin for granted all this time, especially seeing as there's a lot of good wide receiver duos uh, in the league at the minute. They were kind of the prototypical wide receiver duo as long as we've been watching the NFL and maybe we've been taking them for granted because yeah it's been heavy going this year lads uh, any any other notes on players or teams that either of you want to mention listen I think Sharples is going to he's going to want, want to talk about a particular New York allegedly New York based team <laughs> I mean you know what's not to love out with the weasel in with the Mike White three touchdowns <laughs> 315 yards absolutely smoked the Chicago Bears um, yeah, look good. Um, I've never, I've never heard of this uh, Zonovan Knight fella before. Great first name, by the way. Before last week, but cool, he tasted it. Great. Um, and yeah, the the team was rolling. Defense looks great. I mean, what's not to love? How about them Jets? Yeah, maybe we should team Mike White and and Zonovan um, Knight Knight up and call them Michael Knight. Michael Knight. Michael Knight, you yes. know, like Knight Rider, yeah. Yeah. Michael Knight. But okay. who's kid? I assume, I assume you're no, going to say... No, they are... 
White Knight then, so Michael Knight. I thought he was going to be. I thought, a, yeah, a spanner there. I <laughs> yeah, well, no, I was, I was going, I was going Knight Rider reference. Okay. Um, I don't really know why. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, I know, but just yeah, yeah it's good stuff. Uh, yeah. Just on the Jets, I just want to, you know, Mike. What it was against the Burrs, so I would temper expectations a little yeah. bit. But he did look really good, really clean game, nice game. Um, and I think that shows, right, Mike White, obviously not highly drafted. He's had to earn his place. Now, I don't know Zach Wilson personally, right, <laughs> but he just has all the attributes of that, you know, that sort of like first round, was he number two draft pick in his yeah, draft? It was a reach. It was a reach. It's, a reach. it's the entitlement of... Oh, I, I, you drafted me second, so I don't, you know, I, I'm just going to lean on that. I don't need to get better because you drafted me second for what I already was. So he's got no incentive to get better, and it's just he's, he's he, the same play on the field for a year and a half now. Yeah. What is it like? Fifty-five percent completion percentage last year and this year. He's no progression at all. Whereas in some of the other quarterbacks that were drafted in the same class, we've seen progression. He just seems entitled and crap. So yeah, he's not a good player. He is not a good player. But speaking of impressive things, mm. how about that impressive victory this week, gentlemen? What team have you got for me, Lou? Oh, the Jags, um, really good victory against the Ravens. Um, and, you know, really, really bold victory, really well done. Um, mm. To be honest, I was really impressed with how they coached it, the ballsiness of it. Um, yeah, mm. I, the Jags for me. Sharp balls? Um, I had the Dolphins purely because 30 nil at halftime and was able to bring on the second string is what's not to love. Yeah. I had the Bengals. I thought that was just a really great and tough, tough win. There's not many many tougher places to go than to to uh, Tennessee and, and and come back with a victory. Uh, not buying it win though. I'm going. I'll, I'll start. We might all have a similar one for this. I'm going for the Panthers. Normally, I like to spice it up a bit more here. You know, go for a team who who uh, is a good team, but they they weren't convincing in the victory. But I just thought no, this week we just got to go. With the the Panthers who are well and truly in the hunt for a playoff berth, so maybe we're all stupid. Because uh, Lou, did you go for them as well? Yeah, I went for the Panthers. Um, I mean, they beat the Broncos. You know, <laughs> again, I said this about uh, if only I said, the Broncos I said... were playing the Texans next week, then we could really see. Because <laughs> we've had loss to the Raiders, loss to the Panthers. We need them. We need to adjust the schedule so that they play the Texans. Then whoever loses yeah. gets relegated to the Canadian yeah. Football League. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Great, great initiative. Shuffles. Um, while I don't disagree with what Lewis said about it being a good win, I had the Jaguars as my not buying it purely because okay. I just think the record four and seven. The, when I watch them, I just feel like they should be. So much better than they actual actually are. They've got some nice offensive pieces. They've got some nice defensive pieces. I feel like they're languishing. Mm-hmm. I don't, and I, I do like Doug Peterson, but yeah, some something something just doesn't sit right with me with them. So that's why I've gone for the Jaguars. Okay. No, I, I agree. It, that's it, a good. It, it is a good point, but it is a first year in yeah. the in the yeah. regime, and you yourself, yeah. Sharples, have argued that this should be viewed as Trevor Lawrence's rookie year. Yes, hundred percent. Yeah. 
Mm. I, I agree, and I, I, I do 100% agree with what you're saying. I think, for me, I was literally won over by the, the Jaguars' last offensive drive. Yeah, that, you know, nice. they, 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 they won me over with the impressive victory mm. with Doug Peterson's uh, decision to go for two instead of kicking a field goal to tie it. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, yeah, go on. Mm. That's, that's, that's what you love to yeah. see. And not taking anything away from... Jacoby Brissett, either by the way, he made some clutch throws in that Cleveland win to uh to David and Joku, but uh but yeah, I just wanted to mention him. Uh but who's the worst team in the league? Look, Broncos um got no more words for this team because the defence was also rubbish mm-hmm. this week. Um <clears throat> Russell Wilson needs to be benched. Uh the head coach is not working. I feel like you've got enough sample size there. Needs to be some big changes. Chapels. Yeah, ditto on that one. Um, and it's just laughable how much Russell Wilson's being paid to be absolutely crap. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go the the Broncos as well. Cause it's the manner of the losses. They seem to do the exact same thing every week. They don't score more than 10 points or whatever. 12 points. Colton Sutton doesn't score more than 12 fantasy points. Um it's like, like it's like it's like you're just watching watching them bang the head against a wall over and over. Uh, yeah. And I, it's just like what it change, change something. I feel like the only <clears throat> the only relevant way Russell Wilson can ever say Broncos Country Let's Ride is you know, um in uh Doctor Strange love when the guy rides the atom bomb. Yeah, yeah. It's that. It's the it's Russell Wilson lets ride. He jumps on an atom bomb and it hits uh, Denver. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think we agreed a few weeks ago to not talk about the Broncos anymore. Um, yeah. Because yeah, he has uh, he has well and truly nuked all the life out of that. Really, really promising football team. Um, it's getting to the point where it's like Jerry Judy. Oh, Jerry Judy's coming back from injury. It's like I didn't even realize he was gone mm-hmm. because Jerry Judy's done nothing all season anyway. Yeah. You know, I'm kind of glad that uh, Javante Williams wasn't wasting a year of his career on this team. You know, it's it's shocking. Um, my, my poor sweet Colton son. Poor sweet Colton son. <laughs> yeah, I mean. <laughs> It's just, it, you know, it's just what we were. Pr- it's what we were promised. Yeah. It's what we were hoping. Com- and then compared to what we've got, is I think why everyone is so annoyed. I agree. I agree. The expectations yeah. were 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 well too high. But consider- I can't even imagine being a Broncos but, 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 fan. By the way, but, oh my I know. Goodness. But the thing is, it's it's the most frustrating thing about it is it's because you feel like you've been misled in the past. You know, it's because it's like no, but we saw. Russell Wilson be really good in Seattle, you know, and we saw the head coach be really good in uh, as a coordinator in Green Bay. But you look back at now and you go, well, was it them mm-hmm. then? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, let's let's move on swiftly from that to another. The two worst parts of the podcast, which are Broncos chat yeah. and um, <laughs> and injuries, Lou. Um, a couple of significant ones this week. Uh, I'll start off with two wide receivers who we're not going to be seeing again um, this year. Daniel Mooney uh, for the Birds is done for the year with an ankle injury. And Alan Robinson, uh, what a season. 
Alan Robinson for the Los Angeles Rams. Um, he's out for the season. I completely missed that. With surgery on his foot, yep, he's done. Um, and then Travis Etienne uh, exited the Jags game with a foot injury, so monitor that. Um, it's a foot sprain, not doesn't need a walking boot or anything, so um, probably is going to suit up this week. Um, Michael Carter, running back for the Jets, sprained his ankle, so um, monitor that. I'm, I'm going to talk about a possible pivot option for him soon. Bad luck at running back. Yeah, yeah, I know. And then Elijah Mitchell for San Francisco um, was being used quite a bit again in the game, but he suffered an MCL sprain. Uh, obviously, he missed a lot of this this season with a pretty significant MCL sprain earlier in the year, but the 49ers believe it's not as bad. That's so, something that you miss at least a couple of weeks. Yeah, more, though. so probably going to miss some time, but maybe not extended. I think at this point, the Niners, uh, the priority is kind of getting him back for the real-life playoffs, probably. So uh, don't expect him to be rushed back for your fantasy playoffs, I'd say. Um, Whether whether you were confident playing him anyway is a really weird situation. Mm. But um, in terms of our picks last week, how we did... Not as good week. Spoiler alert. Mm. <laughs> spreadsheets up. The spreadsheets. Those, is, yeah. The spreadsheets on it. Is up. Mine looks pretty I mean, really good. I mean, you're, it's all right, mate. <laughs> it's all right. Yo, it was the rare week where you you beat me in sharples in hits. I mean, I don't I think did. it was a huge week all round. But go on, Lee. Why don't you talk us through yours? So uh, I went for Tom Brady at quarterback. Solid game. You know. 246 passing yards, um, two touchdowns. Good game. And then running back, I went James Connor, who was a hit, 120 rushing yards, uh, three catches, 20 yards, and a receiving touchdown. Yeah, he was really good because he was against the Chargers, and the Chargers are awful against running backs. Play your running backs against the Chargers. Play your running backs against the Chargers. Went with Terry McLaurin um, at wide receiver. Bit disappointing. Um... You know, four catch for 48 yards. Um, did so. have one rushing attempt for five yards, Whoa. interestingly, but yeah, still a miss. Um, and then TJ Hawkinson, five receptions, 43 yards, and a touchdown against a pretty leaky... Um, tight end three. Yeah, pretty leaky New England defence against tight end. So, yeah, you know, two hits in there, one miss... Uh, yeah, not a bad week. What about you, Sharples? First of all, I'm annoyed at TJ Hawkinson for not doing it the week I picked him. And second of all, I told you about Terry <laughs> McLaurin. I did warn you. <laughs> you did. You did. Um, but unfortunately, I uh, did fare worse than Louis. It was a very uh, stale week for me. Um, quarterback went for Ryan Tannehill. Um, 291 yards, but unfortunately zero touchdowns. Although I don't know if you saw it, lads, but he... Uh, he threw the ball to Derek Henry, who was looking a little bit like a prime McCaffrey in that game with some of the receiving work he was doing. He ran it a good 40 <laughs> yards and then got the ball swatted out of his hands right in the yeah, end zone. Yeah, that was that crazy. That was amazing. So many like crazy yeah. hustle, hustle plays. It's yeah. like Henry runs all that way and yeah. the defender, forgive me, I can't remember his name, chops it out of his hand yeah. and then trail on Burks. He's I there. know, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, was a, that was a mad play. You'd be, you'd be really... Annoyed if you're the you're the defender. He's made an unbelievable yeah, play. Right. All he, he all he's, he's jumped. He's you know 
swatted the ball at his hand and all he needs is the three other defenders around him. Just expect me to make a play and jump on the ball and none of them do. Mm. Uh, yeah, so unfortunately, uh, forecasted 13.7 and got a meandering 12.5. Uh, next up, uh, went back to the well. Knew I shouldn't have done it. Didn't work last time and it didn't work this time. Went for Devon Singletary. Uh, 14 carries uh, for 72 yards uh, and just the one reception. It, it was a high enough scoring match, uh, which is what I thought it would be. Uh, but he just wasn't just wasn't as involved. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know how you how you predict Devon Singletary. Good weeks involvement. I I've never I've never known how in his whole career. Uh, it, it is a tough one to predict, I suppose, because I'd hit with him the week before. I was getting a bit bullish on him because when I'd watched him, it looked like he was the sort of go-to red zone guy. I thought he'd be in the red zone quite a bit, mm. but um, yeah, it it didn't translate, and I, and I do agree that he's a he's not someone you can rely on. No. Um, but someone I thought I could rely on was the wide receiver for the San Francisco 49ers, Debo Samuel. Um, projected 15.4, ended up with 7.3. However, he did go off in the third quarter with a with a hamstring injury that's apparently been lingering. Um, so although he had seven targets, he only hauled in three for 43. So uh, would he have got there? I don't think it would have been a hit, but he could have maybe. Um, got back up to just a normal week, but unfortunately didn't finish the game. Uh, and then... To round off a bad week, I went for uh, Pat Fryermuth, the tight end of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Projected 12.4, but uh, a very, very stinky 6.9, uh, 3 for 39. Just a, just a very average game, relatively low scoring. I thought he'd get a bit more work than he did, given the amount of targets he'd had in the past few weeks, but didn't happen. Tight ends for you. Yeah, more like Willie Pratt Fryermuth. Yeah, hey. yeah, yeah, nice. Um I went quarterback Derek Carr, who was a hit, I think, because Carr has pretty low projections these days. He had 20.8 fantasy points in a win against the Seahawks, and it's a bit little too late for Las Vegas, but, you know, I I, I thought it was going to be a nice game for Carr, and it, and, and it was. Um, Jeff Wilson also had an OK game, nowhere near what I thought it was going to be, though. 12.2 fantasy points, disappointing, but as Sharple said, the starters were all pulled from the game at halftime. Colton Sutton had a Colton Sutton score, 13.5 mm. every week. Uh, and Dawson Knox, 3.7 fantasy points. This is a miss, and he's just, I, I will not be picking him again this year because he's impossible, a bit like Devin Singletary. A bit like a lot of these Bills players, to be honest. Mm. They are. <laughs> impossible to you know outside of Josh Allen who okay he's, not, he's had a bad few weeks before this one Josh Allen and Diggs is, is unbelievable but outside of that it is just so impossible to project any of these Bills players and I, until this moment I've not actually thought of it like that but it really is isn't it like Gabe Davis Knox Singletary where do you go and I don't know if I said it on the pod last week but I can't believe they traded for Naheem Hines just so he could stand and catch punts What's that yeah. about? Yeah. Mm. Um, at least take a punt on him starting at running back. Good one. <laughs> Good one. Um, but then we'll, we'll go over to the waiver wire then. I suppose on that I'll start with a couple of mine because one of them is James Cook because, as I say, weirdly they traded for Naheem Hines and, he, and he's not really doing much, but James Cook is kind of getting quite involved and you don't want to bank on injuries, but if, if Singletary were to go down, then it looks at the minute like Cook would be the next guy up. You know, he's getting involved, and 
again, as I said, because you you never know who you can count on in this Bills team. You could just be a week away from Cook having a, a, a game where he gets hot and stays on the field. Uh, and Julio Jones was quite involved this past week uh, for the Bucks, so maybe worth picking up in a deeper league, monitoring it, um, seeing what he can do in this stretch run. Now he's healthy, and he looked healthy. He, he looked healthier than he has for the whole season at the weekend. So uh, pick Julio Jones up. Um, imagine I'm just imagining someone who's got a time machine from like any time in the pa- any time from like 2011 to 2019. To, uh, to listen to us tell people on the way of wire to maybe think about picking Julio like, Jones maybe. up. Maybe think about picking up one of the best wide receivers of all time. Yeah, but no, he is he is older now. But yeah, he's, he looks more involved. So uh, that's who I've got. What about you, Lou? Yeah, uh, two running backs uh, on my way of picks: uh, Zonovan Knight, cool name, yeah, great cool name. name. Um, pick him up off waivers for the name. Stay for the usage that he's probably going to have the next few games. Uh, undrafted rookie, uh, he's promoted from the practice squad on Friday, I believe, and impressed uh, the team in his performance. Love that. Love guys just going out there and grabbing it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 14 rushing attempts, 69 yards, caught all three targets for 34 yards. Michael Carter, as I mentioned before, may miss this week due to injury. And, uh, I mean, Knight, he's... He seems to have usurped fellow undrafted rookie uh, James Robinson mm. for now. So he looked decent. I think he's worth an ad to see if the team likes him and if he's utilised uh, like he was last week. And then Jermichael Hasty still available in loads of leagues. Um, usually just an insurance back in uh, in Jacksonville, but could see even more work um, even if... Etienne plays this week because Etienne might be limited with his injury. Uh, Hasty was used a ton in the passing game, uh, had loads, loads of success for it as well. Um, he caught all five targets for 67 yards and a touchdown. So, you know, and the Jags won, so they have every incentive to use Hasty like that again, even if mm-hmm. Etienne plays. So they're my two where the picks this week. Mm. What about you, Sharps? Uh, yeah, so uh, first of all, I've gone for the. Uh, Wide receiver for the uh, LA Rams, only rostered in 14.7% of leagues, Van Jefferson. I think, as we mentioned before, um, Alan Robinson's out for the season. Cooper Cup is still on IR. So, although it's not a great offense, you've got a chance at a wide receiver one. Uh, hopefully, there's a reasonable amount of targets there for him. And, you know, he's worth a punt. He's certainly out there to go and get. Um, and someone who is less widely available, but uh, only rostered in 40.4% uh, of leagues, is a running back for the Baltimore Ravens, Gus Edwards. Uh, who had 16 carries last week for 52 yards and a touchdown, which isn't super efficient in terms of yardage, but they literally have no one else really there in the backfield, so he's going to get the work. Um, and again, he, he's he's out there in, in a fair amount of league, so yeah, go get him. Yeah, when, if I was Van Jefferson, you, you've got to be seeing this as a huge opportunity, you know. He, he played quite. He's played quite well when he's been on the field the past few years. He came into this season with an injury, unfortunately, and you were kind of like, the, I, I suppose in a weird way, a lot of people were expecting him to come back and be the saviour in terms of he's another guy they can throw to, they'll open up the offence, it'll be better for everyone. Because uh, he is a good player, so you know you can't help but feel that he should take this as a huge opportunity for him to cement a place uh, behind Cup next year mm. uh, on the roster, on the depth chart. But... Yeah, we'll we'll look forward to week thirteen now. Then shall we, champs? Uh, and we're gonna start it 
of course, as always, with... Forget about it! Players that are locked into your lineup, no matter what, just put them in there. They should already be in there from last week, actually. Um, and don't worry about it. So at the quarterback, we've got Pat Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow, Tua, and Justin Fields, if he plays. If he plays. Forget about it! Running back Josh Jacobs, Austin Eckler, Mixon, Ramondre Stevenson, Nick Chubb, CMC, Barkley, Taylor, Henry, Cook, Walker, and Travis Etienne again if he plays. Forget about it! Wide receiver, Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, if he plays. <laughs> Stefan Diggs, CD Lamb, Orison Brown, Higgins, even if Chase doesn't, even if Chase plays, I should say. Dickin Metcalf, welcome back. Chris Godwin, welcome back. And Jalen Waddle. Forget about it! Feels really nice to be able to, to put Metcalf and Godwin in this section because it was so silly that they've not been in here mm. until now. Mm. Um, and tight ends, Kelsey and Andrews. Forget about it! One more good game from Hawk, and I think he's got to be locked in there. I don't know about you chaps. Um, but let's see it. Let's see it, though. Uh, anyway, on to our Week 13 starts. The, the players who were really planting our flags on this week, we think they're going to have a good game, outscore that projection. We'll start with the tight end, seeing as we were just on about them. Um, Lou, have you got... Well, I'm going to go completely against what you were talking about about five minutes ago, and suggest Dawson Knox. Um, Convince me. Buffalo Bills. Listen, I understand the scepticism, right? Um, You know, Knox this season has been pretty much what he's been his whole career fantasy, which is hit and miss. Yeah, he went from one of his best games of the season in week 11 to one of his absolute worst games last week. Um, So starting him is a bit of a roll of the dice, but... I'm confident in the matchup this week. I'm targeting the matchup um, because it's one that I targeted last week with Hawkinson, uh, and that worked out pretty well. It's the New England Patriots. So, Patriots are giving up 13.5 fancy points a game to tight ends. They've also given up eight touchdowns to the position uh, on the season. Bills are a high powered offense, so I think they're going to be able to score points um, and move the ball even. Even in New England, so yeah, it's the matchup. I'm riding the matchup again. What about you, Sharps? Yeah, so um, last week at the tight end position, uh, I did a fair amount of analysis. Looked at the targets, looked at you know the way the Colts' defense lined up. They they got outside receivers, not so good on the inside. I thought Frymouth would do his work, but that really didn't work for me. So this this week, I'm being very shallow. Uh, David and Joku caught a really lovely one-handed touchdown. Uh, last week, I don't know if you saw it, it was beautiful. Um, oh, yeah, and so as soon as I saw that, I was like, Right, I'm having you. Um, so uh, much less science on this one. It's potentially hard to predict because I don't know if you've heard, boys, but there is a, a new uh quarterback coming in uh, to Cleveland, um, mm-hmm. who has shown mm-hmm. glimpses. Um, so potentially hard to predict because you know, is he going to get along with the ball? Is, is he going to get less? Um, but the talent's there for Njoku, um, against a um Texans team that's. Not terrible, but not great at defending the tight end position. So uh, I'm hoping for uh, another beautiful catch and a nice week for David Njoku. Mm, yeah, seeing glimpses from Njoku of why they, they paid him all that money. Mm. Uh, I'm going to go Tyler Conklin. Tyler the Conqueror. <laughs> um, this is a pretty simple one. Uh, I'm going to team him up with a guy I'm going to mention pretty soon. 
but you know, I want a tight end in a high-scoring game, and I think this might be one. You know, uh, the Jets versus the Vikings. Um, Conk's been he's been hot and cold this year, but uh, here's to to him finally having a quarterback who can throw the ball. Uh, so it'll help him catch some heat again. I hope. Um, what about those running backs, though, Sharples? What's yours? Um, so this week I'm looking for a bounce-back game. I've gone for uh, Damian Pierce, running back for the Houston Texans. Um, he's fallen off a cliff uh, over the past couple of games, but he's now up against a, a Browns defense that's given up the second-most points to fantasy running backs. And I'm hoping uh, this game might be a little bit tighter than previous games um, that Houston have played, purely because, obviously, as we've mentioned, the Browns have a, a new quarterback, and so it's, often it's hard to predict, but it might be a little bit out of sorts, seeing as um, he's not played in 700 days. Um, so if the game's a little bit tighter, hopefully that's a, a few more uh, opportunities for Pierce. And we know what happens when you put the ball into his hands. Um, so, yeah, hopefully a nice bounce-back game for Damian Pierce this week. What about you, Luke? I'm going with Najee Harris. So, got injured during the Steelers' Monday night win over the Colts. Um, exited just before half-time. But... Still able to salvage a decent fancy day after he punched in a six-yard touchdown. Um, after he'd already been sidelined for the injury that he went off um, with. He was an abdominal injury, I believe. Um, listen, Benny Snell and Anthony McFarland combined for 90 yards and a touchdown with Harris out of the game. So who knows what Najee's fantasy score could have been if he'd have stayed in. I think I can't remember if we mentioned this on the podcast last week um, or we wanted to, but Najee seemed to be coming into form since the bye week. You know, he's uh, in the two in his two healthy games before this past game, he'd rushed for over ninety receive uh, over ninety rushing yards, should I say? Um, and he's he's seen an increased workload in the passing game um, since Jalen Warren's injury as well. The Steelers' running game in general has has found its feet as well. They've, they're averaging, over the past three games, they're averaging 163 rushing yards per game, which is fourth best in the league over that period, you know. Um, so who better to play this week than the Falcons, who, over the last over the same three-game run, are allowing almost 190 rushing yards a game, along with four rushing touchdowns in those three games. So if Harris plays, I you know, I think he keeps his form rolling and is a strong start um, but if he misses this Steelers running game it's hit its stride enough that I'd be confident in flexing Benny Snell you know so my start this week specifically Najee Harris but generally the Steelers running game Okay. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to go with DeAndre Swift we're back yeah we're back oh. here um, <laughs> I think more than anything Lads, this is a confidence pick for myself. You know, I've got to play Swift in our main league, so I'm trying to talk myself into it. Um, I, and I don't. And I hate saying that that I have to talk myself into it because it, that is true though. It, it's not been good for Swift so far this year, but the dude is incredibly talented and has elite efficiency, as I've uh, outlined on this podcast numerous times. He's just not had the ball enough this year, uh, be that because of injuries or whatever. Um, a big reason, though, is Jamal Williams, who I think is a totally overrated player, to be honest. But this week, Jackson against Jacksonville this week, I should say, Swift uh, should see some fancy opportunity. 
you know, though Williams is still seeing the bulk of the carries, he hasn't had a target since week eight, Williams, which, you know, so he's not a passing down running back. And Swift is starting to get some carries near the goal line as well, not just receptions. Additionally, the Jaguars are pretty good against the run, but not so much against the pass. You know, a bulk of the fantasy running back scoring against them has come from pass catching backs. So with all that in mind, I think Swift has a chance to have one of the better games of the season for him this weekend uh, with a lot of targets and possibly some goal line carries. Um, so, yeah, I think I think uh, even if it's just an outlier and it goes back, reverts back to Swift's usage being ridiculously mind-boggling I think this week uh, will stand out at the end of the season as one of his better weeks um, let's go to quarterback Sharples um, so I've gone for um, Geno Smith quarterback of the Seattle Seahawks um, his last five games have been pretty uh, pretty good I mean t- two touchdowns in each of them uh, and he's coming up against a steady but not great Rams defense. Um, so the, the only thing that's really been limiting in the, in the past few games I've noticed is the is the interceptions and, and and fumbles. So I think if he can keep a keep a steadier hand and tighten up those, then he, he's in for a good, you know, twenty or so point game. Um, he's got some great weapons. Obviously, we talked about DK now in the forget about it bracket, well deserved, and obviously Tyler Lockett and. Ken Walker, who's a who's a reasonable threat in the receiving game, so I think all the all the pieces are there. Um, obviously, when you're playing against Aaron Donald, there's no guarantees. Um, but yeah, I think I think Gino's in line for a good week. Nice, nice, Lou. Gonna go with Trevor Lawrence. Um, coming off probably the best game of his young career, I'd say. You know, throwing for uh, 321 yards, three touchdowns, along with that impressive game winning drive that I, I mentioned earlier on where he threw a touchdown and also essentially threw what was the game clinching two point conversion as well um, this week he's playing the Lions in a game that is one of the higher over-unders of the week at 51.5 points um, the Jags being favoured by just one and a half points so predicted to be a high scoring game pretty back and forth which is what you want for players in your fantasy team um, outside of a couple of impressive displays recently, the Lions' defense is still one that you want to target, um, especially with your quarterback as they're giving up 23 points a game to the position, which is dead last in the league. Mm. Think Lawrence is a good start this week, mm. and I'm going to ride the lightning. I'm going Mike White. Oh, you know QB six on the week last week. Twenty four point eight fantasy points. 315 yards, three touchdowns. And that was outside in the rain against Chicago. You know, this week he gets to play against another defense that doesn't scare you in Minnesota, actually a defense that you want to target in Minnesota, and it's inside. It's in that beautiful, lovely dome. So I think he's going to sling it. I think he's going to keep it rolling. And mostly for this section... I think Mike White is going to quite easily outscore that 14-point projection. Why don't you round us off with your wide receiver, Lou? I'm sticking with the same team as you, um, and I'm going to suggest the only Wilson that you should be playing for the Jets. It's mm. Garrett Wilson. Um, great game last week for, for Wilson, two touchdowns again. You know, I'm not predicting him to go absolutely nuclear um, like he did do but he showed a really good connection with Mike White better than he's ever shown with 
uh, Zach Wilson. You know, even the big game that Garrett Wilson had earlier in the season, that was with Joe Flacco. Um, this week, he's playing Minnesota, who have been leaking ridiculous amounts of yards to receivers over the past few weeks, uh, giving up an average of 327 receiving yards a game in the last three games, uh, including 382 passing yards uh, last week against a Patriots team that that is not the most talented team in the league at quarterback and wide receiver, you know. So they were they were still able to torch this Minnesota secondary. So I'm confident that that White and Wilson can exploit the Vikings' weaknesses. Um, last week was against the Bears, who were awful. So you know I'm not expecting them to absolutely tear them apart, but I think Wilson can have another good game where he is leaned on as that sort of alpha wide receiver one. Sharples. Uh, yeah, I've gone for the uh, wide receiver from the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, A.J. Brown. Um, decent enough week from him uh, last week, but not spectacular. Uh, I'm hoping he's going to build on that against the Titans team that's given up the second most points to uh, fantasy wide receivers. Um, I think part of it last week was the fact that, as we mentioned, um, you know, the, the running game was was so easy um, against the Packers that obviously he didn't, didn't have as, as much to do. But I think the Titans are a, are a sturdier run defense, and I'm hoping that they'll be able to hold... Jalen Hurts uh, and Miles Sanders a bit more in check, and so he's going to have to throw it a bit more. And who better to throw it to uh, than Batman? So um, AJ Brown. Ooh, yeah. Very nice, very nice. And I'm going to round us out. I'm going to go Zay Jones of the Jaguars. Um, Jones has been hot recently. He's of course coming off his best game of the season. Uh, but what fills me with confidence with Jones, compared to Christian Kirk, his wide receiver teammate, is the volume and type of targets that Jones has been getting. You know, sure, Kirk is getting some end zone targets as well as playing pretty well in the slot, but Jones is thriving outside and is clearly winning his matchups. He's drawing loads of targets from Trevor Lawrence in an offense that is pretty aggressive once they get going, you know, hence the amount of targets that Jones has had recently on the outside. Um, People thought Jones would struggle last week against the Ravens corners, but he had an absolute day against them. Uh, and this week he gets Detroit, which on paper is a much easier matchup than Jones got last week. So um, hopefully it should be a fun game as well. And I have not picked a wide receiver who has scored less than 10 fantasy points since week five. So Zay Jones, don't do it to me, mate. <laughs> Come on. But let's look forward to some of the games dead quick. Sharples, have you got that tier list ahead of you? I think I've got a couple that I know for a fact should be in that top tier. Okay, well, I think I can start with one we'll all agree on. Uh, Bengals Chiefs. Yeah, yeah, game of the week. And Game I of the week, closely followed by... Sharples, go on. I've gone for the 49ers Dolphins. Yes, yeah, 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 absolutely. Big time, big time. Mm, I think... The Titans at the Eagles, that's a tough match. That's a match if you're a player. If you're like, oh, you can be an NFL player for one game, I would not want to be part of that one. The Titans at Eagles, that's going to be a slugfest. Uh, Very good game, though. Um, Jets-Vikings could be nice, and Bills-Patriots, I think, is going to be tasty. Um, I I will say just one thing on the Saints' books. This is the worst time for the Buccaneers to be playing the Saints because they're a bit of a banana skin for the Buccaneers, mm. and um, you know the if they need a win, they need a win, and they can't afford to be slipping uh, anytime soon. Um, before we get to Lou Sharples, tell us tell us what's bottom of the barrel this week. 
uh, Falcon Steelers. Absolutely stinks. Um, mm, yeah. Oh, disagree. I just think the Steelers looked quite nice. Their offense was clicking a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and I bet, do you remember we looked at that metric about five five weeks into the season that Lou showed us and it was like the Falcons were one of the top scoring teams in the league. I bet they would still be in the top half of scoring in the league, to be honest with you. Um, so I, I'm, I'm kind of not with you on that one. I, I don't think it's going to be a barn burner by any stretch, but um, maybe not. Maybe not as Brad as uh, I don't know. Let let's say uh, let's say uh, Burr's Packers without Justin Fields. Yes. Or Giants Command. Oh, Giants Commanders could be. Uh, I, I would tasty, argue. Actually. I would argue the worst game of the week is between two teams who probably think or want to be a lot better than they are, but. In essence, they're both going nowhere. That's the Ravens Broncos. Yeah, if that's you look the, at the Ravens the over week. the past month. Yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah. I said it last week um, about the Ravens. They're just they're not going anywhere. This Ravens team is not winning anything. Mm. Um, so yeah, that that's the stinker for me. And um, it is it is a week of nice rivalry matchups though. The you know Patriots Bills, Bears Packers, mm. Raiders Chargers, Giants Commanders. Um, you know, Rams Seahawks in previous years, Buccaneers Saints. They've they've set this one up nicely, which is which is probably why I looked at this week and thought actually there's not a load of standout bad games like there has been recently. Mm. Mm. But I think that's going to do us, chaps. I think I conclude all our closing thought is that we want to get hold of one of those hats that Brian Robinson was wearing. Yes. If you've not seen yes, it, please. check it out. <laughs> yes, but it's the way that he pulls it off his head, you know, like with the with the, the, the brim of the hat, like it's just like a normal yeah, like nothing. <laughs> yeah. Uh want one of those, definitely. Uh but thank you so everyone for listening. Thank you very much. Enjoy uh enjoy week thirteen. Really appreciate you listening, we have to say. Um, But yeah, see you next week. Goodbye. See ya. Bye-bye.